Hi, everyone. Welcome to this uh, little chat with AJ. Um, I'm Timo Toka. I'm uh, the CEO of both 3D, with the creators of Ready Player Me across game outer platform. And AJ is the CEO of Live. Um, so, hey, AJ. Nice, nice to see you as an avatar. It's great, right? Nice to see you. It is, it is. How do you like my face tattoos? Um, I don't actually see you right now because I'm in VR and I've decided to be inside Steam VR Home. Um, but having been a lot in Wolf 3D's avatar creator, I'm sure they look excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I have a full, like a virtual uh, screen set up here with questions and everything. Um, awesome. So I guess let's start with the easy question. You know, what does Liv do and um, uh, yeah, where so are we, you coming from? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. we, we build uh, software that helps people share whatever they're doing inside VR and soon also AR. Um, we started out in sort of the uh, tooling space, specifically actually for streamers. That's sort of where our background is. Um, and our, I guess our rise to fame is mixed reality capture. We stand on the back of shoulders like the folks at Fantastic Contraption with Kurt Gartner, um, Valve with their original mixed reality implementation, um, and of course, Crow Team with SiriusM. Um, and with mixed reality, um, we've sort of uh, come around and we're now building a set of tools and uh, technologies for creators across the board, uh, whether you're on standalone or PC VR, to be able to better share, whether you're playing in VR or making art in VR, share that experience and share that creation with your friends, family, and fans. Awesome. That's cool. So um, and, and so your average user is kind of a streamer, creator for Twitch and, and YouTube? It's a very wide range of, of archetypes, if you will. Everything from sort of your core yeah. streamer who streams on Twitch or makes uh, really high-quality videos for YouTube, um, all the way down to very casual people who stream to their friends on Discord or just want to sort of show, show VR off to their friends in their, in their neighborhood. Cool, cool. Awesome. So with the kind of the recent new uh, you know, flow of new headsets and more VR users that just use VR daily themselves uh, to play games and then communicate, do you see kind of more interest to, uh, you know, uh, for like watching VR-based content or, or are those things not, not kind of um, correlated with each other? Yeah, so I mean, they're separate and, and, and they're certainly correlated uh, at the same time. So in a sense, yeah. we have more and more people coming into VR, obviously, largely dr driven by the Quest. Um, and as yeah. more people and players come into the space, you know, some of those players will experience what we've experienced, which is I just did something really cool or I drew something really beautiful and they'll want to yeah. share that with the world. So I think the propensity for sharing is human nature. And as more people in the top funnel come into the space, um, the more sort of absolute numbers of sharers and creators will we see, yes. Um, yeah. So, so, so I only yeah. anticipate that growing. Makes sense. And COVID, like kind of people being stuck at home, do you, do you see a, a kind of a, a large number, amount of new streamers that just, uh, you know, kind of, uh, enter this market because they have the time and they're like in general spending more time in virtual worlds? Yeah, so uh, I think live streaming as a whole, gaming as a whole has grown during COVID. Uh, and it makes yeah. sense. People stuck at home. Uh, what do you do when you're home? You play games or you uh, watch games. And if you haven't done that before, you certainly had more reasons to do so now during COVID. Um, you know, right. one thing that we've always uh, talked about, you know, in, in, within Live is, you know, gaming as an entertainment form is actually very, very cheap compared to all the other ways that you could um, have fun for money, if you will. Yeah, uh, and so sure. people are economically stressed. They're stuck at home. 
Um, and gaming is this really rich world today that maybe people didn't expect it to be because last time they tried it was 10, 15 years ago. Um, yeah. So expansion of the market and then much higher usage as well. Steam saw their record numbers during, I think it was October, November. Uh, Twitch mm -hmm. had a record number of new streamers come in. All the platforms have grown year over year. And, and do you see numbers for like, uh, you know, the, the ratio of, of VR streamers versus like uh, gaming or, or others? Yeah. What do you think? How's the kind of trend? Creators are always a subset of players, obviously. So as player yeah. numbers grow, creator numbers grow. And I think at, at in VR right now, and as a result at Live, we're sort of uh, all uh, riding the growth of the industry, the expansion of the industry uh, in itself. Uh, so one thing yeah. that we've seen, for example, is that our growth graph uh, very, very closely mimics SteamVR's growth graph in its shape and in its uh, tendencies. Um, and as we release our mobile app for, for, for our sort of Quest offering, or rather our standalone offering with Quest being the first supported platform, um, we expect to see similar behavior there where our growth graph will likely follow uh, the sales cycle, the sales growth graph, or the, rather the monthly active players growth graph of the Quest 2. And with the mobile headsets, do you see kind of any other use cases besides kind of content creation? Like, you know, we're having a, a Google Meet call right now, which is, I think, pretty cool. So something like that, or, or, or is that the thing that you're also thinking about? We think about it because we're obviously super nerdy about it, just like you guys are. So yeah. uh, we're always uh, playing around with this tech. I mean, this idea was actually spawned by our CTO. Uh, he took it a step further. He uh, overlaid the avatar onto the physical camera feed of the um, of the webcam, in this case, my webcam. That's, yeah. that's actually sitting in the same position as my virtual cam now. Uh, not by yeah. design for a calibration reason, just because I like to put it there. Because when I see myself now, I feel closer to how I see myself when I'm in normal uh, Zoom calls. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. But, but yeah, so, so you can certainly use technologies like Live to do non-gaming and non-content creation related things. Um, mm -hmm. Our focus as a company, when we think about where we, where we drive value and where we also hopefully in the future capture our value, is in empowering people to share their experience and capture that, or rather capture that experience and share that experience. Um, and because most of the content we see and also our core DNA really is gaming, or a big focus of ours is gaming. And, uh, you know, we've made some awesome like innovations in, in enabling people to create videos with avatars and like without green screens, which has opened the, the, the market up for more people without like a professional setup, right? Like, can you, can you tell more about that? Yeah, we there's a couple of reasons why avatars will always always was going to play a big role in our in our uh, um, company. And back yeah. in 2016, when, when we were sitting down and thinking about, you know, what does the future of sort of VR esports look like, um, we thought of it largely as a a virtual experience and not a physical camera that looks into the virtual world kind of experience. Yeah. Um, and then we sort of stumbled upon the success that we saw with Mixed Reality Capture um, and Beat Saber and all these other games that we've worked with over the last four years. Um, and there's a clear need for this. And it, it it's retro retrospectively makes a lot of sense, which is um, mm -hmm. people need to get bought into VR. And there aren't many. It's very binary today. You either try VR, uh, sixth off VR, that is sort of uh, six degrees of freedom yeah. VR. You try that and you think this is really interesting. I can see the potential, sort of the mental model starts making sense in your head, um, mm -hmm. or you uh, watch a YouTube video. And I think historically the existing 
sort of first person capture while fitting in a lot of use cases. And we're certainly not uh, saying that first person capture doesn't have any room in any, any footage at all. But specifically yeah. mixed reality capture is a really nice contextual shot for those who maybe don't know what it's like to be in there. Because you get to see right. the player or the, the input in this case rather inside yeah. the game environment itself. Right, and mixed reality meaning that you see the avatar of the person playing the game as opposed to a video overlaid on a on a virtual environment, right? Yeah, it's avatar or That's person. Uh, viewer too. Yeah, it's more. It's it's really. I mean, mixed reality is a very convoluted term. So I mean, it's, uh, we've yeah. long thought about should we stop calling it mixed reality and just call it live and just have people just think about live yeah. when they think about any type of spectator technology in VR. Um, yeah. So, 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 uh, you know, mixed reality in itself just means mixing physical and virtual. Um, and yeah. in the avatar use case, you're mixing physical people, me, with a mm -hmm. puppeteered avatar. And in the in the physical camera use case, you're mixing a physical camera feed with the virtual world. Yeah, I think that that's, that's a helpful clarification for sure. Um, and yeah, it's it's a it's a very the, the terms in the, in this industry are <laughs> very difficult to uh, you know they have a lot of meaning for and the meaning is different for different people basically. And, um, and if if I may add to that, I think the yeah. easiest way to think about live and something we've sort of thinking about a lot in the last four to six months is if if you really like break it all down, we're just a camera. Yeah, we're sort of the kind of function. Uh, the way we think about it now is the way we, the same functionality and utility you expect to get out of your phone in the real world, which is you can pull it up at any time and you can film this experience you're having, whether that's with friends or alone, and then you can do things with that thing. You can share it with people. You can store it. You know, you can edit it. Um, that's yeah. kind of how we think about the virtual world. Just in the virtual world, you don't have physical cameras anymore. You have representations of physical cameras, um, and they're very yeah. flexible and they're very powerful. And I think there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done there for um, for people inside these increasingly complex and rich immersive experiences to really share that stuff as they go through them. Yeah, I mean, it was super fun to set this up. Uh, by the way, we didn't mention this, but, but this is in Live, and we're using this. We're using Live to capture all this. Woo! <laughs> so uh, yeah, I messed around with the virtual cameras, and it's like. Yeah, you can do a lot, so it's it's very cool. Um, you know, in, initially we had we had thought about doing this with like regular webcams, right? And yeah. uh, I think one of the ideas that came up was to do it in avatars. And the beauty of this is, uh, it, you know, not nothing is perfect yet. I mean, you can see it, right? Both in our tech, in terms of how yeah. we rig this avatar, and in your tech, in terms of how rich these avatars are. Like there are compromises yeah, that are made as you're building stuff for early days. But the beauty of yeah. this is that we can look at the imperfections like you can look at my wrist here for example you yeah. can see how if i turn my wrist 180 degrees i am now suddenly doing physical uh, impossibilities and yeah. the, the reason this is beautiful is now we can just project the the, the improvements and so i love doing yeah. this because to me i mean everyone can tell sometimes my lip flickers because my mic picks it up and there's no filtering in there yet right uh, our yeah. eye animations there's no eye tracking in here this is just heuristics yeah. like look away yeah. try and look at the camera we're trying to make it smart same with lip and uh, lip um syncing so we always get a a, a, a a wavelength in but then we try and make it look good and all of this stuff is going to get so much better in the next five to ten years and that's going to add so much to the whole experience of uh, you know, using an avatar either for multi-user experiences or for recording yourself and then so forth for sure. Um, Here's a funny thing cool. that's happening right now. 
because my yeah. mic, I'm using a gaming headset, um, and my yeah. mic uh, is really close to the actual hair, uh, headphones. So uh -huh. when if you speak really loudly, or if I don't turn my volume down, the sound will bleed through my head into my mic, and when you speak, my lip will quiver. So when, when whoever is watching, <laughs> yeah. you'll watch Timo speak, and you'll notice my lip quivering. And that's not, no camera is doing it. This is just, uh, in this case, dumb technology that is uh, getting better and better. I'm putting words in your mouth. Basically. Exactly. <laughs> Physically. <laughs> yeah. So how many people, like, what's the ratio of people that use, like, an avatar-based or mixed reality-based capture these days compared to, uh, you know, uh, using a video? So about 30% of our users today are uh, avatar users. Uh, okay. The vast majority of them are from Japan. So our, our third biggest mm -hmm. market is actually Japan, or third biggest country specifically is Japan. Um, yeah right after North America as one region and then Europe as the other region. Um, and we see that growing. Um, both mm -hmm. we see our, our presence in Japan growing. We have a really nice uh, relationship with Mogura VR there. I think the work we do with yeah. avatars is really relevant for all the folks who are super into it. Um, yeah. And then we're also seeing more cool. Western folks uh, try out avatars. Yeah, and on that note, like, what do you think, what, what makes that different? Is it because of their... Um, the culture, avatars, and kind of, uh, is, is that, has it always been more of like their culture? And now it's just kind of picking up through those VTubers and, and so forth? Or uh, or what's the reason that we don't do that much uh, of that in the West? Yeah, this was one of the questions that we we decided we would talk about. And I've been thinking about it for a little bit. I mean, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. Like we're talking about vastly different cultural uh, climates. I think yeah. if I was to break it down... To me, as someone who is a weeb and loves anime, I think the yeah. the equivalent of anime in the Western world is cartoons. But the mm -hmm. word cartoons has very different connotations in the West than the word anime does in the East and to those who love anime. And yeah. so it's really hard, I think, for people to not think of it as a childish thing, a thing for children to do. Um, right. and, and sort of treat it almost free of ego, almost like uh, take it for what it is as opposed to what you think it might be. Um, yeah, but that's changing. And Code Miko on Twitch is a great example of this, where um, she's a former Unreal Engine, I think, developer. Um, mm -hmm. Got laid off during COVID, decided to stream on Twitch, bought a Rococo mm -hmm. suit for fifteen thousand dollars, set up her own environment in Unreal, and is now streaming as a super high fidelity virtual uh, Twitch streamer, completely virtual, and it's yeah. super interactive. It's obviously all uh, all in Unreal, so she can connect all kinds of things to what the chat does and whatnot. Um, but she doesn't cool. look like an anime character. She is sort of at the edge. She's more like little mm -hmm. Michaela than she is, uh, you know, Bakugo from Boku no Hero. Yeah. And so right. it fits, I think, our, our our tastes better. And I think Wolf 3D is similar to this. Fortnite is similar to this. And so as mm -hmm. more and more of these styles move over to, uh, to avatars, and then also as more and more people think about avatars and find alternatives and representations that they like, um, I think this is yeah. going to keep growing. Yeah, I mean, I guess like when the generation that is kind of young today and they're they're like, uh, you know, virtual world natives, they use Roblox and Fortnite and um, other games. They're used to having avatar identities for like that represent them and, uh, and they're different for different games and, and, and so forth. When they grow up and start, you know, doing stuff, streaming, streaming themselves, you know, working, I think for them using an avatar for, uh, you know, not like, childish or like gaming uh stuff only will also be like uh 
um, you know, that, that trend will, will rise for sure. Yeah. And I think part of people's desire to, you know, be a VTuber depends on there being an audience for VTubing. And so yeah. in, I think in the West, it's a bit of a chicken and egg, but um, mm-hmm. in, I think I think the, the, the precursor always needs to be good content, right? So in our case, we think of it the same way. We think uh, it benefits everyone if we can uh, build fertile grounds for new creators to enter the market. Uh, yeah. It doesn't hurt to have more people talking about something and sharing about something, especially if they're excited when they do it. What are, what are, like, what are, some, what are some of the benefits of using an avatar-based identity versus a video or like using your own identity when you're, when you're streaming? Or are people doing like a, you know, are people like going full uh, having this avatar represent, representation or are they kind of mixing between being themselves and then, and then using an avatar? Well, beautiful. So I colored my hair. I'm, I'm, I'm a brown dude normally, right? So I colored my hair blonde during COVID. And then we got yeah. in and I realized, shit, I needed an avatar with blonde hair. All my avatars are dark haired or, you know, green haired because of Dr. Doom. And yeah. within 10 seconds, I just re-uploaded my avatar with blonde hair and here I am, right? So <laughs> I can't do that in the real world. I mean, this is, this is humanity plus here. I've, I've, ex- I have, um, I've gone beyond what I could have done as a human. So that's really cool. And you can take yeah. that really far. And, and usually avatars take it, like they come at it from the other end of the, of the spectrum, right? They come at it from, mm-hmm. I'm a fridge with legs, or I am Son Goku, or uh, I have three cannons attached to my forearm. Um, <laughs> so that's super cool. You can be whoever you want, truly, authentically be whoever you want. And of course, this yeah. is only going to get better and better, fidelity-wise, input-wise, uh, heuristics-wise, all of it. All of it's going to get way, way better. We're in the very earliest no. days of this. Okay. Uh, so that's one. The other one is, in the virtual world, you don't have any limitations. Um, I, I used to hate this because I used to, I remember always asking our engineering team, hey, I have this idea. Is it possible? And the answer was always, it's code. Everything is possible. And I think I finally <laughs> internalized it. And in the camera example, you know, I have a webcam sitting in the same position. If I wanted to move yeah. that webcam, I need to physically go grab, I can actually do it with my virtual hand, go grab this physical webcam. And you can already see what happens. Now I'm breaking the immersion. My hand is in the way. It's jittery because my hand is jittery. I'm not a perfect human. There's so many problems <laughs> with humans and humanity and like physics. In yeah. the virtual world, I can do anything. In fact, I can show you. Let me do that right now. Let me just take my <laughs> camera and, oh, now I'm here. In fact, I'm going to go... Let's do it. I'm sitting down now, so you can see me sitting down. This looks ridiculous. But uh, now I'm in sort of Fortnite mode. Anywhere I look, my camera will look. I am now in an empty yeah. space, so you don't see my environment. I figured that would be better for the distraction of it rather than me having like, yeah. a game in the background. Um, sure. But all all this stuff, I'm, 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 I'm intentionally keeping it very lightweight because I don't want to break the frame that I've set up here. Uh, but whether yeah. or not you want to – I wrote this uh, paragraph the other day. You know, the live camera is a extendable, retractable, rotatable, swervable, smoothable, programmable, swingable, on a dolly, wide lens, narrow <laughs> lens. I mean, Bob's your uncle kind of camera. And the reason I say that is not because I'm you know, full of it. It's because it's just code. It's you want a smooth camera. You add some some smoothing functions to this, you know, some smoothing scripts to the camera. It's it's quite yeah. straightforward. And in fact, that straightforwardness makes it very moddable. And I think that's something that we're super excited about is as we release an interface for people to really build their own experiences on top of Live, I think we'll see a similar ecosystem develop that we saw with Gary's Mod, with Machinima, and even with places like Overwolf. 
Um, and there, mm -hmm. there's a lot to talk about there, so I'll keep it short and close yeah. my menu. No, that's that's absolutely awesome. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so what are some things that you think are like blockers for that market uh, to like go, you know, 10x or, or what, what can what can you do to uh, to help that happen? Yeah, um, I think I mean we we've always when we hire people, for example, we talk about yeah. uh, truly believing that when people look back at like VR the way we look back at Atari today, and yeah. you know there's a Netflix documentary in 30 years, I think Live will be in that somewhere. There will mm -hmm. be some mention of you know mixed reality footage. There'll be some mention of these globally viral Beat Saber videos. There'll be some mention of avatar streaming and like and mm -hmm. how all of that spawned. So, so for us, I think the work we do is really important. And I think the people who join live join because they think that work is really important. Um, and then to answer your question on like, where is this growing? I mean, the Quest has sold by our estimations just under 3 million units. Mm -hmm. um, we expect most of them to be active. Mm -hmm. um, there's a content drought now, or at least there should certainly be more content. People are sort of running dry on content, it seems, even though it's increasing in pace. So content yeah. would certainly help. Um, but I also think it's like a calendar time thing. I think we're on track. I really do now, especially with the quest, seeing sort of the light at the end of the tunnel. I think we're beginning to cross the chasm um, mm -hmm. and I don't see it stopping. I don't see companies like... I mean, we know that Apple is building a headset now, but even before that, I don't see anyone looking at the success of Facebook and the Quest and just like, oh, well, F it, we'll let them do it. You know, <laughs> like that yeah. just doesn't make sense to me as someone who's competitive and who's a business owner. And and if, if, yeah. if I saw that in our space, obviously I would be uh, head over heels trying to be the very best in the space like we are trying to be. Cool. So coming back to outers a little bit, you know, we discussed, you know, the ultimate freedom of, of uh, being who you want to be and kind of changing your avatar and, and so forth. And that's obviously going to be very important. And like I said, you know, it's, it's one of the kind of the, um, that's the magic part of, of the virtual world. But uh, when we start spending more and more time in the virtual world, um, you know, do you think there will be a need for, uh, or like people wanting to be themselves or what, or would that use case be also like, I mean, in streaming, uh, when you when you've seen the Ready Pay Me avatars in uh, in Live, you know what's been the feedback from users and like why are some people uh, preferring to be like you know a version of their own identity and some others are are you know want to be um, something entirely 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 other. Oh, that's a hard question, Timo. <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> why do people like oranges versus apples? Um, <laughs> I think a lot of it's I mean, just taste I guess, and, 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 and influences. Uh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah. Finish up. Yeah, maybe maybe the, it's, a, it's another great question. Actually, the better question is like, what are what are the types of people that prefer oranges and what are the types of people right. that uh, prefer uh, apples? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah. It's hard to draw a big brush over everyone. I would say sure. people who like anime are more open to crazy avatars. And yeah. I think most avatars in VR today are anime avatars. So mm -hmm. I think most people in avatar streaming today are open to anime avatars, right. <clears throat> aka uh, apples in this case, let's say. Yeah. I think there are companies like you um, that are building uh, less Apple-ish like avatars. Mm -hmm. And they're they're gonna be in platforms like ours, and people are gonna get exposure to oranges now. And some people are gonna try oranges, and they're gonna like oranges. Makes sense. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of apples 
<laughs> you know, it can create all kinds of crazy avatars in, in multiple ways. But the oranges are still, you know, kind of coming to the market. So like your own personal avatar. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, this is something we think about a lot and we work on that. So, um, but yeah, I it's mean, cool to see. The, the crazy thing here is that avatars are going to replace us, right? Like, yeah. When that, whenever we end up with photorealistic, perfectly photo, photorealistic avatars or representations of ourselves, why would we use a real camera? I mean, that makes it makes very little sense outside of potentially like cinematography reasons um, where you would use a real camera because of the said limitations of before. So, you know, when we think about mixed reality streaming in the traditional sense today where you use a physical camera, um, mm -hmm. we think of you know, Facebook reality labs coming out with their uh, photorealistic avatars. And then we won't really need physical cameras anymore because if it is the same person, uh, then you can just do so much more with virtual cameras. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think we're still like many years away from that, but, uh, but definitely, you know, it's coming. It's like ultra hyper, hyper realistic avatars that completely can kind of uh, fool <laughs> the other side that it's a real person. But um, yeah, to kind of run them reasonably uh, on headsets and like any hardware, you know, it's going to take probably five, 10 years. Absolutely. And there's going to be the whole spectrum, right? Like there's going to yeah. be everything from being Godzilla all the way down to being just you. Um, and I imagine a lot of people will be sort of on the just you to you plus spectrum. I mean, Spike yeah. from Hero Capital, one of our investors speaks about this a lot, which is sort of the, the digitization of self. Um, meaning that we're already doing this very like if you go on TikTok, Snapchat, I'm, I'm not on Snapchat anymore, unfortunately. So I'm speaking from other people's experience uh, and yeah. Instagram. Very few people upload anything today that isn't filtered in some way or the or the other, whether that's adding mm -hmm. freckles or um, editing uh, colors or hues or whatever that is. These are all yeah. turning ourselves into avatars. It's just step by step. Um, I mean, like your entire social media profile is, is kind of an avatar. It's like a hand-picked curated version of your life that you, uh, you know, decided to show yourself as. It's not like your real self. And I think people will also want to curate their avatars, uh, you know, pick the parts, like make them recognizable, but then yeah, augment them um, like they want. And also the augmentation can be different for, for different use cases and different platforms and, and so forth. Yeah, I mean, one one of the great examples of the social media one is, uh, or the example that you mentioned is, you know, I frequently get told I don't look I, I don't look as nerdy as I am. Uh, in real <laughs> life, I buy nerdy shit and put it on my clothes. I have jackets, and my main jacket I have a Doctor Doom patch on it, and I have a Son Goku patch <laughs> on the back, and I have a ramen patch because I love ramen, and I have a Bob Ross pin because I love Bob Ross, and like. Those things are the same thing as having assets in the digital world that you show to people to have affiliation, to have belonging. I mean, we yeah. all know this as gamers when we play video games. I mean, we, you, you uh, by having a five-set Night Slayer set from World of Warcraft, you now, you know, it, it, like that sort of uh, showing off what you care for and what you like is 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 hard in the real world, really easy in the virtual world, and avatars are critical to that. You know, what's your long-term, like you, you mentioned that, uh, uh, you know, in some points here, but like, what's your long-term vision for live? What is it in like five years when we send, spend more and more time in the virtual world for sure? Yeah, I've been, I've been writing this doc recently um, uh, called uh, The World in 2030 when it comes to at least gaming and VR. One of the things that, that I sort of uh, touched on earlier with the 
I use Facebook Reality Labs, by the way, not as a not to say that they're going to be the ones doing it. It could very well be Wolf yeah. 3D. I'm saying it just because it's an example that we all know of. Yeah. Um, you know, when that is the case, then Live is an entirely virtual um, ecosystem, and you know, today we think of ourselves as the camera in 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 any sort of digital world, in any immersive experience. And mm -hmm. if you extrapolate that forward, uh, it's sort of what does the camera enable? Um, and what has the camera enabled? You know, what did the ca iPhone camera enable downstream um, by having the camera in the first place? And so we're thinking a lot about sort of, you know, you know what made um, Instagram uh, as big as it was at its time, right? Uh, there's a really good quote to, to give you an example of the thinking, the sort of almost like the first principles thinking that I'm going to, as opposed mm -hmm. to the feature set. Uh, yeah. there, there's an uh, an article with uh, the founder, and uh, they were talking about Instagram in the state where it wasn't really popping off. People weren't really using it, and he's on the beach with his wife. Um, and I'm I I hope, hope I'm not butchering this. Uh, it was a while back, but yeah. um, uh -huh. the wife um, says, "Hey, you know, I would use this photo thing more if I could just." Um, like if I could make it look like it looked in the magazines, I think it was called or something. And and, yeah. and the, the thinking that he got to was, it's really not about, it's not just about giving people the camera, it's about giving people the camera and then making them feel like they are creators, making them feel mm -hmm. like the stuff they make is art, is, is creative, as opposed to yeah. just taking a shitty picture and then putting it somewhere, right? It's not quite the same thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, TikTok is kind of similar, right? They give it tools to make a cool video quickly. Exactly. Um, and yeah. so what we're doing a lot now is we're experimenting a lot. We have an internal team called the labs team. And we're experimenting a lot with exactly that, which is what are the underlying mechanics of a virtual camera um, mm -hmm. used in the context that we use it in, which is filming yourself in, in three-dimensional space. Or I was going to say six-dimensional space, but that's certainly not right. <laughs> um, you know what? What is that? And 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 I think for us that is very iterative, and it's very sort of we we kind of want to feel it out as opposed to just like theor theoretically uh, spell it out. Um, but yeah, in uh, twenty thirty in live uh, in live terms is in any virtual experience you're in, you're going to have a live camera, and you can use that camera to share, uh, capture yourself and your friends, and share that with your great network in VR itself. Awesome, AJ. This has been a great chat. Uh, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, where should we find you? I know you have an awesome Discord uh, Discord server with like 30,000-something people, so maybe... Um, you can find Live on... It's basically at Live everywhere, so Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitch. Um, Live.chat in your browser if you want to hop into our Discord and hang out. Um, the last shout-out I want to do is actually to HTC. They released their uh, lip tracker today. And the reason yeah. I say that is because I see myself talking to you, and I'm a very smiley person, but because yeah. I don't say any words when I smile, it doesn't pick it up in our current lip syncing system. And so yeah. having had the Ocul the uh, HTC uh, lip tracker here would have been great, because then you could have seen me smile whenever we were talking, because I think that was missing totally a little yeah. here. Um, so shout I out to HTC. That would make all the avatars yeah. much better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's awesome as well, uh, for sure. And I was thinking the same thing when I was seeing myself like listening and like being like poker face. <laughs> when you're speaking, you get like the uh, some of the movement and like uh, body movement that kind of gives some emotion as well. But anyways, yeah, for sure. And and I think we, Facebook also said that it's going to be a focus for them uh, in the Quest Two and Quest uh, Quest Three and Quest Four, uh, including some of the face tracking and uh, anima animations in the uh, in the headset. 
Cool. Awesome. AJ, Dr. Doom, thank you for, for, for this chat. My thumb isn't working Boom. right now. My capacitor is broken, but yes, thumbs up, everyone. <laughs> Do it like this. <laughs> thumbs up. To the moon. To, to the, the moon. moon. Bye. <laughs> Ciao.